0: Welcome to something like that. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I got to start coming up with a better better opening line, man. I've been using the same one. So if you have any ideas, well, feel free to let me know. Uh, maybe you can start using that line. Anyway, welcome to the podcast where we feature all the talents, all the wonderful, amazing talents here in Malaysia. And um, the great news is this this particular podcast episode is supported by our friends from My Creative, Pomule, and also Chandana. They've been uh, very, very supportive for the podcast. Uh, local art and entertainment scene, and they've been supporting a whole lot of bands, artists, musicians, um, people from the play scene, and uh, many more great things they've been doing. You can check them out. I will give you the details on their website. That's right. I'll put it, I'll put it down here. Just go and visit them and uh, find out what are the great jobs they have done and uh, how many people, or rather what are the projects they've been supporting. And lucky for me, something like that with NAV has also been supported by for, by them for the next couple of episodes. Well, a couple of days back, we had our friends from Blister. And right now, I have a very, very special gentleman who's been supporting the music industry, um, the entertainment industry, uh, arts, you name it, whatever it has to do with the blazing scene. He has been very, very supportive. He's been championing the cause for a very long time. And he's also the lead vocalist for a kick-ass band called Rhythm Nation. I have with me, uh, representing Keep It Local Asia, my man, Jude Ashwin.
1: Hey, man. What's up, Nev? How are you? Thanks for having me back here. Great to be back. In Good. Like Nef.
0: Ironic enough that we were talking about it um, uh, off-air, and this, the last conversation we had was almost two years. Can you believe that?
1: Yeah. I was just thinking about that as well. It's crazy how time flies, and I think that time we were in a pandemic, right? It was a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, almost two we,
0: years ago. That was yeah, crazy long, crazy. man.
1: A lot has happened since then. Congrats to you on this great show. Uh, thank you, you know? very
0: much. And also, congrats <laughs> gone really to far you. With the podcast.
1: I thank didn't you, expect it.
0: You, you started you. off a brand new life <laughs> and that's the best part for 2022. How's that coming along, man?
1: Um, so far, it's been very different. I mean, uh, compared to the time like uh, we spoke in 2020, a lot has happened since for uh, both uh, personally and professionally. And, and as you yes. know, like uh, <laughs> you've been there yes, for
0: my Before we get into the professional <laughs> side of it, how's the personal life? Now the new journey, the duo sharing your life with somebody. How's that coming along, man?
1: Uh, very interesting for you to say, I mean, you are a married man yourself, but maybe it's too soon to say, lah. I, I, I would yeah. have a different, uh, thought about it one year later, I, I guess but <laughs> so far for the past few months, it's been great. It's been great. Like, okay. um, you know, it's a whole new experience and, uh, you know, it's really a great time with, uh, having, having like someone with you, uh, yeah. who pushes you, you know, career wise it's so important to always have like, um, someone there who would like tend to bring you up. So yeah. my other half has been amazing in doing that. So it's been a ma- it's been an amazing few months. Uh, well, the first few
0: least. months is okay. The rest of the life is going to be perfect. man. That's how we <laughs> see the whole thing. If starting exactly, a bit bumpy, exactly. then you have issues, <laughs>
2: But anyway, uh, keep
0: it keep it local entertainment. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we started off as keep it local entertainment, and now it's keep it local Asia. It has evolved yes. very much, and uh, for the benefit of our listeners, our viewers right now, uh, keep it local. Um, keep it local Asia. It's actually a, a talent agency, right? Talent, okay. talent so, management
1: agency, is it? You know, a lo- I'm always a lot confused with that part. <laughs> I, I can't blame you, Neff. Like um, a lot of people have asked me because we do so many different things. And uh, we know we've dabbled with uh, events and agency, as you mentioned, production, publishing. So to sum it all up and to really like uh, put it out there, Keep It Local Asia is basically an entertainment agency where we focus on, you know, live events, production, publishing, production, anything entertainment related. So our goal is to always like, you know, champion uh, local musicians here in Malaysia. But, you know, interesting enough, like during the whole pandemic, my whole perspective just like, you know, changed in terms of, you know, how, how could we promote musicians? How could we be a different agency for them, you know, compared to all the other, uh, talent agencies around because there's been there's a lot of talent agencies yeah. here in Malaysia. So we decided doing more, uh, like, you know, more projects that involve bringing local talents overseas. Um, you know, it was surprising to know that how um, like, you know, foreigners or even like uh, viewers abroad uh, appreciate like uh, local talents in Malaysia and it's different for them. Uh, and, you know, the support here is great, but just a whole different feeling on bringing them outside and uh, making them stand out that way, you know, and championing Malaysian music. So we've been, most of our projects that uh, we've been doing have been, uh, you know, associated with that. And it's it's been great. It's been great. I can't wait to share with you, like, you know, all the projects we've worked on. And I know we'll be talking about Meta Straits as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Because before I even get
0: into the Meta Straits, I've noticed a couple of projects, just to name a few. uh, You had recently or a couple of months back, you had uh, something to do with, uh, uh, let's see, Massive Malaysia. That was early this year. You're doing that live stream shows going on, and you were very active. Uh, Pandemic was not an excuse for you guys to stop moving forward. Uh, You guys did a lot of online shows, you know, and like, like what you said, it spread across. Uh, the uh, different parts of the world, but my question is, how supportive were they for the uh, local talents, or were they a, a bit skeptical? Uh, did they have their doubts of getting on board a concept as such, instead of just focusing on just the Malaysian talent and Malaysian, uh, sorry, Malaysian crowd or Malaysian group of people? Is that has that been an issue for you so far?
1: Um, fort- fortunately, no, like a lot of musicians that we've worked with, uh, especially if you want to promote them on a different country or China per se, like what my approach was, like I sat down with the artists and I told them, explain to them, okay, look, this is what we want to do. This is our vision for you. If you're on board, let's do it. If you're not, uh, then, you know, we've got to pass and look for somebody else because, you know, chemistry is very important and you have to be in line and uh, on the same page with, uh, what we're trying to achieve. So we were fortunate enough to work with a group of musicians who had the same vision, who wanted okay. to go global and who wanted a whole different market. And I'm aware there's, there's a lot of musicians here who, you know, who rather just focused on, lo- on the local market and the Malaysian music scene. Because, you know, sometimes it's very easy to get uh, demotivated over here, uh, like, you know, with, with a lot of things that happen. And I mean, you know how the industry is now, you know, from yes, time to exactly. time. So I believe all these guys, they need a source of motivation, you know, for someone to come in and tell, hey, look, we've got an opportunity for you. Um, and my goal is to always work with them, not work for them or for them to work with us. Let's okay. work together and let's make history. So that's what we did with uh, Massive Malaysia. And, uh, it was great.
0: That was huge. Uh, we that's had, huge, Ben.
1: Yeah, uh, that was done because um, a guy named Eric a uh, great individual from China. Um, mm-hmm. He is uh, the founder of Music Dish China. So his goal was to always bring uh, local acts over to the China market. As you know, with China, they have their own thing going on over there. Yeah And it's very tough to penetrate their music scene. So he was a rebel that way where he wanted to, like, you know, come in and uh, promote uh, Asian music abroad and bring in American bands to China, and their yeah, music dish has been championing that cause. Yeah. It just so happened, we connected via a networking platform for Geek Live Pro, and he told me his vision. I said, and just agreed on one thing say, hey, let's do a showcase for Malaysia and uh, promote Malaysian artists in China. And nice. the next thing you know, we, uh, we, we produced a great show featuring some amazing acts. Um, from the top of my mind, we had Kaya, uh, Billy Blue, Blue, and the Nowhere Man, uh, Jumero, uh, to, to name a few. And SOG as well. Yeah. SOG brought out a whole different vibe because uh, they, they have that Malaysian uh, traditional yeah. sound. And we had amazing success from that show because we pulled in about 9,000 people. 9,000 people from China actually watched that show. So nice. we were very happy with, uh, with how things turned out.
0: Actually, actually, one of the best things about, I, I think I do recall having this conversation, one of the artists, whether it was Darren or anybody else, uh, the the best part is a lot of Malaysian artists have this focus that I only want to send, or rather make it in the Western world, out there, the Western music scene, uh, or European countries, or US for, for, for that matter. But what they fail to understand is the Asian market is huge. The population yes. of the Asian yes. side is huge. <laughs> if you're going to take China, you've got a billion people over there. If you ever get a chance to penetrate into the Indian market, you've got a billion people over there, you know, the population and that. Then you got all the little countries in Southeast Asia, Cambodia, Vietnam, uh, Indonesia for that matter, Thailand. So these are the places I am a bit curious on um, why most bands are not pushing it further to penetrate into this particular market. Is that, is it like, it, has it, have they tried and they failed? Or is it like, is it something tough to get into? Or maybe no one has started doing it yet. I'm not, I'm not talking about people like Def Jam Asia and all, because they have their own franchise going on. But uh, on other parts of the world, the other independent groups, have they actually tried that and uh, experience, uh, experimented on that before?
1: Yeah, I believe um, it's not much about like, not wanting to experiment. Because as you want to tour like, places like China or even Japan, Taiwan per se, there's always going to be a certain amount of budget that's involved. So okay. funding has always been an issue. Like hands on, why like you know initiatives by Ch- Chandana and uh, different platforms like that who could actually provide funds for these musicians to travel abroad? Mm-hmm. That's really important for them. Or else okay. it's going to be out of their own pocket. And I I know a lot of bands who have done that. Like you know you mentioned Darren from Honest Mistake, he's done great work with you know in Philippines and like all across Asia. And, and Honest Mistake they've been like uh, they've established a touring circuit for themselves along with a lot of different musicians here. So it's just more of uh, of course it's about the network you, you build and a a lot of musicians here, they they always ponder on the first step, like, okay, how do I approach someone? What do I do? Hands on why, like, you know, working with, working with an agency or working with a uh, touring agency is so important. So they can get you like, you know, the right venues, um, the right promoters to work with, because if, You are band X, and you want to do a show in Japan or even Taiwan per se. There's a lot to look into, like okay, which is the great venue for me? Do people know about this? Because now with Spotify, you have like Spotify for artists, and all data is so important, right? You can actually look uh, look into like uh, uh, which country is listening to your music and uh, and where your fans basically from. So you know it it takes a lot to actually tour places like that. You have to do your research first. It's so important. And you need to be able to, like, you no, know, social media is huge now. You just have to go and find the right people. Thankfully, we've target your know, ads to a certain
0: geographical location.
1: Yes, yes. And um, on top of that, if you, I believe musicians and also like managers, they shouldn't be shy. You know, they shouldn't think twice. Whenever you feel like approaching someone, you know, we have platforms like LinkedIn now. And uh, yeah. you just have to go and you never know what could happen. Like you see with this whole uh, collaboration with Music This China. Yeah. It was just one conversation that brought us here. And next thing you know, we're covering Malaysian bands in China, which is something I never imagined doing uh, two, three years ago, or even the time we last spoke now. Yeah. So, exactly. Um, yeah. Because that was
0: amazing when I saw the thing. It's like, okay, everybody gave a pandemic as an excuse. You can't do this, can't do that. But you took it to a whole new level altogether. Uh, but the best part, is, uh, the best part is, uh, I also have this this particular question. You, uh, or rather, Keep It Local Asia, have, have been the bridge between um, an artist and maybe the clients, or maybe different location, or I don't know, events and things like that. But of course, getting the people on board. Let's see, like say, for example, not, not the other end, but on this side, on the artist. How does that work? Do you scout for this kind of talents, or do they approach you? How does this whole thing work? It's like you want to do a show. Maybe you have contacts. Maybe you have people that uh, wants to work with you. But then again, you need to have your artist. So how do you select them? Who comes first? Who goes first?
1: Yeah, actually it works um, vice versa. Because a lot of talents we've already known um like you know mm-hmm. people like blister like it's amazing working with them now because they've been around for decades and yeah. they're such a talented bunch so i would love to promote a band like that overseas because i believe they okay. do really well and uh, along with k-town clan like roshan you know he's done great work in india so yeah. i know like you know they definitely have a market there but in terms of uh talents approaching us we are always open where we would not shut down like uh, working with uh, you know, any talent here in Malaysia, if they approach us on Facebook, if they approach us on via email, we will always be on the lookout and we will see like if you believe, okay, these guys really know their shit and they really want to okay. go far with your career, you know, because everyone wants to, wants wants to make it. And it's such a, you know, an industry where it's, it's not, it's not a very easy industry per se, you know, you need to go a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So you, it's it's not just based on the music. It's not just based on the craft. It's also based on your determination, and uh, you can you can see that when you have a conversation with that person. And It's always like, okay, what do you want from this? So we were fortunate enough to have people from like India, like um, emailing us and saying, hey, uh, we got some uh, music out. Could you promote uh, our music to your part of the world? So that was something very surprising for me. You know, like mm-hmm. getting those emails and people knowing, like you know like having people from India knowing what Keep It Local Asia is all about and trying to use our platform to get to the Malaysian audience. And that was something amazing for me. So I would say it works both ways now. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's already with talents, you know, but with the talents that approach us, we are so happy to find out what's out there, you know? And as you know, this day and age, there's not many platforms that you can actually go out and like look. Everything is on social media nowadays. Yeah, you know, it's not like back in the day where you could just sit down for an open mic and just spot that one person.
0: This time so, you got to work hard. You yeah. really got to push yourself or you bring yourself forward. Because why I'm asking you this question is I had uh, a random chat with one of the bands and uh, they're pretty talented, pretty good, but they've always been performing in that same circle of locations, yeah. the same group yeah. of friends. You know, it's. Been the same thing. They are very talented. I mean, you know me. Uh, I've seen bands come and go, so many different types of talent. And these guys have a very unique talent. Unfortunately, unlike uh, most of the bands you've come across who approached you and decided that they want to take it further, going to different countries or playing in different shows, different states, these group of people tend to uh, you know, stick to that, that so called circle. And uh, when I asked why you don't move it, it's like uh, why you don't uh, intend to take it further. The one thing they said was, Uh, We don't really know people. We don't really know people. We don't really have connections. Uh, Two, they don't really have the time. And three, cost. They are afraid that it will cost them a lot to tie up with any of the talent agencies as like, say, for example, yourself. So is it true? Is that a big cost involved? If I'm an artist, I want to come and work with you. Do I need to have a hefty sum of amount of money with me before I even come and pick up the phone and say, Jude, hey, let's have coffee. Does that work that way?
1: Um, I wouldn't say it works. It works that way entirely. Now, like as I mentioned earlier, I think I mentioned this before. Um, you know, everyone wants to. They want to tour somewhere. They want to go overseas. You know, there's always going to be traveling costs. No, no. I and, mean, but, what, I'm,
0: what yeah. I meant to say is uh, to meet you to start it off to kick things off itself. Oh, to meet Do you me, start okay. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> to meet to work with the agency itself.
2: Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, not, okay. not
0: not exactly the two ways, like meeting like keep it local. I want to work with yeah, it, keep it, it local. It. So do I have like a specific fee that I have to prepare before I come and see you? You know, that kind of thingy, or it's like, okay, then we work based on
1: projects or so how how does that work for you guys? Yeah. I honestly cha I wish there was a fee.
2: Based
1: <laughs> 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 doing this for so long, but as I as I mentioned, like, you know, it's it has to be a fifty fifty partnership. So okay. we never charge. Or like, you know, assisting uh, local musicians or even local entertainers per se. Cause okay. I have this uh, mantra and belief that if, you know, if we make it, you make it. And it, that's so important because we don't wanna like have this um, you know, perception of them wanting to pay us and <laughs> okay, once you pay us, we're gonna take you somewhere. You know, a lot of people could could find that like misleading. And I've seen a lot of, I'm not gonna mention, you know, labels and uh, other agencies, they've done that to musicians. So, and you know, they've been in unfortunate uh, circumstances, like uh, quite, quite, a, quite a few times. So for us, it's more about um, let's work together. Let okay. us know your vision. And the only currency we see from there is if you are you know, determined to build your career, if you're willing mm-hmm. to make sacrifices, because that's the toughest, a lot of people, they'd be like, Hey, look, I want to, I want to do this, but I can't go all the way. I still have my day job. I still have my yeah. family. You know, that's, there's always the case, right? But yeah, if yeah, someone yeah. comes and says like, Hey, let's go all out. I want to make it big. I want to, um, I want to perform in Europe or America someday. And I, I, I never discourage their peers. I'm not going to say, Hey, you know, let's just take it easy first. But it's always gotta, You got to dream big in order to go for what yeah. you want. And it so, takes time, isn't it? Yeah. It takes time. It takes time. You need to have because a lot of patience. I'm pretty sure a lot of them
0: came across, came to you. It's like, dude, I want to do shows here. I want to hear why nothing happening in the first two months or the next 30 days. How come nothing going on? I need to do it right now. I'm pretty sure you had that those cases. Exactly, before. Right?
1: Exactly. That's why it's so important to manage expectations with them. Say, Hey, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be, you always got to look at long-term visions. A lot of musicians, they always uh, cater to short-term goals, which I mean, it may work for some, but, you've always got to have a long-term investment plan in this industry. Cause you know, you got to know what you're going to do next, not just about releasing one album and then, Hey, we've done it, you know, what's going to happen yeah. next. And, and I, and I've, I've been with Rhythm Nation and uh, we've experienced that as artists as well. Like you need to, you know, you, you learn from your experience, basically. And we need to have follow-ups all the time. What's going to happen, you know? You've we gotta we be consistent, invest- yeah, yeah. yeah. And you got to be consistent. That's so important. Cause I realized, one problem we have in this industry is um, whenever a band releases a song, it takes a few months till you hear from them again, which yes. I believe shouldn't be the case. Cause if you really want to stick in people's minds, as you know, this day and age, yeah. everyone has a, <laughs> a very short attention right. span and you are forgotten it you know, very so famous. yeah. But the one act who, I mean, not being biased because I'm I'm close to close to him, or whatsoever. But Roshan has Roshin. always been yeah, uh, yeah just, on top of I it, knew you were know? gonna say that, man. Yeah, it's like, one,
0: that guy's like, yeah. it's hard to keep track. That's the thing. He's coming up, <laughs> he's churning our music like nobody's business, and it's so hard to keep track. Which is great, man. It's not it, because for him, uh, we're supposed to have a chat with him also one of these days. It's like he yeah. starts off with different one. He comes out as Roshan Jamrock. Two, he comes up as uh, Roshan Jamrock the rapper then Roshan Jamrock, the producer, Roshan Jamrock, K-Town Clan. So it's always consistently coming up with something and the name is always there, which I say it should be a great, it
1: is a great example for a lot of bands out there to follow. Exactly. Um, I mean, that guy's hard work and dedication to his craft is just amazing. And it's always nice to be inspired by people like that. And it's nice to have a friend like him, you know, that you can learn from. And um, it's always, this industry is, learning industry, you know, whoever you meet and stuff, you can sit down and have a conversation with that person and get as much information. It will help you improve your craft as well. So i got a funny Roshan story. Actually, there was one time, um, uh, you know, always we plan to hang out, you know, probably have some drinks. Uh, and we always have great times like in different places, but there was one time I remember I was like right down in the studio. Um, literally his entrance, you've been to the studio right now. So yeah. you, you know, you know, the, the entrance, yeah. And I just called him and I told him, I said, uh, Hey, Roshan, I'm here. Uh, can I come up and say hi? And he actually said, no, it's like, uh, I'm in the zone right now with my music. I, <laughs> I just want to focus on this. And I was like, I said, like, Oh, really? Then I thought about it. I'm like, "Okay, if that's not dedication, I don't know what is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that, actually, that moment support really that. stuck with me for a long time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You should support that very much. It's like, you don't, uh, you don't disturb an artist during his creative side and you ad- should admire and uh, use that. Maybe we should be using that whenever we work. It's like, okay, fine. I'm going to exactly. do this. Don't disturb yeah. me.
2: Exactly. Uh,
0: be in the zone. You That's know, a nice way of putting it.
1: Distractions are uh, so easily obtained, you know, <laughs> everywhere yeah. these days. Uh, especially if you're you're they online, they you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah his dedication is just uh, crazy. And it inspires, like, you know, people like me and also a lot of people in the street to work even harder. So to answer your question, now you've got to be constantly working, you know, in order to get that. So like you mentioned, like, you know, whether... We they, they have to pay us to get somewhere and all that. I believe the only thing they have to do is like, you know, always have like a long-term vision. Number one, number two is to constantly work. As I mentioned, and number three, they need to ha- to come up with, a you know, at least a, a, a five-year plan of what's going to happen. What's next? How many albums mm-hmm. we're going to do? How are we going to, and content, content is so okay. important. And I realize a lot of musicians, they don't know how to like produce content sometimes, and you post something, they'll be like, "Yeah, hey, what do I post today?" And I, I can't exactly. blame them. You know, it's it's. I mean, you me,
0: gotta have for, that that uh, knowledge or rather the education on uh, social media and marketing. That's one of the most important things. Uh, being an artist these days is not just about creating music; it's how you market yourself. And if, even though if you're not going to be the one doing it, uh, to a certain extent, you need to have the knowledge of what is happening and how. Uh, things are being posted, the kind of photos that needs to be released, you know, those kind of things. I think it is important, uh, uh, how do I put it? Important knowledge every band or musician should attain, man.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, it's important to look at your artistry as, not only as, you know, you don't only have to be a music artist, but you need to be a brand. You know, how am I going to spread my brand? Because, you know, there's a lot of things that come along the way, merchandising, and you know eventually ip is so important as well i mean look at bands like um just name a few bands like linking park and all that right they've they've produced a great ip and hence on why they've they've been around for a long time you know they have a sense of uh, longevity and they've been doing music like till today you know and that's one thing that always has to uh, come across musicians you've got to build a brand for yourself and not just the music very true
0: as for Keep It Local, uh, a lot of your bands that has been working with you, uh, they're more focused from the Klang Valley. A lot of them are from the Klang Valley, Malaysian Artists. Uh, have you ever considered of tapping into different states uh, to uh, look for these talents? Because a lot of times, uh, it, it has been going on for a very long time. And uh, as of lately, since everything went online, everybody could see the bands performing in different sizes And a lot of gigs that's uh, been done recently are also from different states because I have friends. Uh, who toured in Penang, Ipoh, uh, JB, Kwantan, Sabah, Sarawak. They seems to be, ha- and they, according to them, the support they got from these states were tremendous. It was amazing that they didn't get in uh, places like KL. So they kind of started focusing more on those kind of states. So has Kill um, had any plans of going to these places and start working with talents from different states instead of just focusing it on the Klang uh, Valley side?
1: Most definitely. Like the reason why we started with Klang Valley first is because you know we need to have a ground to start on, and we we, we needed to build our brand. Like you know, as I mentioned, somewhere and hence why Klang Valley was the first spot. But you know, over the years, like I, it could be a simple visit, you know, like you mentioned to Penang or Ipoh. Um, for me, my main focus was to always check check out the local uh, live scene in those countries. You know, even the if in the state so i've been fortunate enough to actually go to like uh, some places in Penang and um, uh ipo and you know there's there's a lot of talent out there i i think one example would be k click like you know guys from sabah like we didn't hear from them like five years ago and next thing you know they they've become a sensation and they're all based in kk so you know stuff like that you never know who's out there so to be honest, I feel like we've not done enough in that area. And that's something nice. I really want to, you know, dive into. Like this, I whether it's to a nationwide tour or whether it's just like, you know, take a week off and just go somewhere and, and scout these talents. Because I believe we can find great talents everywhere here in Malaysia. But um, yeah, that's a great question. F. Like that's something that's definitely in our plans. And um, yeah, I, I'm actually excited to get started with that.
0: Nice, man, because I was actually planning to have a, a, a month dedicated to our friends from East Malaysia, because all my podcasts have been people from the uh, West Malaysia, hardly had any chats with uh, friends from East places. So maybe, I don't know, maybe December or January, I'll dedicate the entire month for that. But the problem is I got to find talents, um, getting contacts or getting connected. So hopefully for those listening to this show, I actually had a few of them, but uh, I just got to get them on board, man. But anyway... Uh, Taking it to the next level, you have gotten yourself involved in the Metaverse. That's right. It, you t- took it to another level altogether, instead of just focusing on shows uh, live, um, or the in-person show, or how do I put it, physical show, sorry. Um, you focused on Metaverse. You had a series of shows going on, and uh, I believe you also worked with people like Vandal and uh, Dow Records, the yeah. crypto world. How is that coming along? How did you find it? and how did it all start for you?
1: Um it's it's really been a very interesting opportunity to say the least, because <laughs> it's something else I didn't uh, expect to to get into. Like what was crypto and what was blockchain for us, like you know, a few years yeah. back, right? And um, you know, fortunately. Puzzled enough, of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still learning, although I'm in the space, but it, it's still a learning uh learning curve uh for me because it's like a whole different world in there. And like you've mentioned, Vandal, yeah, I've really got to thank uh, Vandal. You know, for someone uh, who's come from Canada and uh, promoted the hip hop scene here. Like you've always, he's one guy. Like you can put him anywhere, He will somehow create something. Exactly. You know, Vandal for a long time. Yes, yeah. he's so, he's contributed a lot for the seed, man. Most definitely, hands down. You know, he's he's done he's done his part, and uh, so how this all came about was uh, like you mentioned, when we had a chat uh, during the pandemic, we wanted to get into um, you know the, the virtual thing because we had to make, uh, make do right at that time. We couldn't do any yeah. physical shows. There were no live shows and how to make the best out of the situation. So yeah, virtual. So we were fortunate enough to work with some brands who approached us to do uh, virtual events, uh, promoted some great bands uh, with that project. And one day Vandal approaches me and says, like, uh, Hey, like, you know, have you checked out this, uh, this space that uh, we actually provide funds for you all to do your own shows. And I have a virtual venue called Cryptovoxels. And when I went in the venue the first time I was like, you know, what's all this? <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> crazy. Know. You know, like, the avatars there and all and I thought, okay, this is just, you know, some real next level shit. Like, I don't think I'm ready for this. Like, I don't know what's going on. And As for everything, like, Nav, it's so important to your research. And I actually had a, I brought Vandal on for one of our podcast sessions called Convo. And I just sat down with him and spoke to him about it just to learn more. And he gave me a better understanding on what they were doing and uh, how it can help the scene. So I said, you know what? Let's give it a go. Let's try it. So basically what happens is we work with this platform called Near Protocol. So Near Protocol is like an upcoming blockchain platform. They are like, uh, if you consider Bitcoin and Ethereum the big boys, Mm Neo Protocol is like on their way up there and they're based in Portugal. So they are very involved in the events, uh, uh, live event and music space. And they're trying to build the ecosystem within that community itself. And for the first few events, they actually funded our shows where I just created a DAO. It's called it's gonna be a bit confusing for you, Nav, but I'm just gonna to try to like simplify, simplify As it as you.
0: as much as you this might look confusing, I actually yeah. have a DAO account. I think I have a DAO account because Vandal had gave me the same invitation a long time ago. I'm supposed oh, to take really? this whole thing and put it down there, but I still haven't done that yet. He's gonna kill okay. me if you hate this man. Yeah,
1: yeah so you know, you ahead. should you so like I just went in there and then um I created our very own DAO to keep it local and the purpose of our DAO is to promote Southeast Asian musicians uh, in the metaverse and also the, the blockchain ecosystem. So we did our first show with, uh, with Jumero, if I'm not mistaken. This was like sometime last year. And that whole experience was, I, you know, if I could describe that whole experience is what was crazy to say the this. Like we broadcasted the video uh, via Twitch through this virtual venue and we had avatars attend from all around the world. And we had a decent crowd. Like, you know, I, I, I didn't expect anybody to attend the show. You know, I just thought, okay, just try it out and see how it goes. And they paid us in return. And we actually got funds to pay the musicians. And that, that's when it hit me. i like, hey, this could be a thing. You know, like everyone is... Uh... This was the second pandemic uh, when we were stuck at home back in 2021. Yeah, yeah. yeah and musicians were like, they, they couldn't exactly. find an avenue. So when I paid the artists, I realized, you know what? I want to do this monthly and see whether this helps them and it also helps us. So every month we've been proposing, uh, we will send in a proposal to Near Protocol, and we will be funded by uh, this great uh, guild and community from uh, Creative DAO. So, for example, Nev, I'll just give, uh, I'll just like describe the whole process for you. Yeah, if you were to do a podcast and you wanna you wanna bring in like some guests from America, and you need some funds to pay the guests to be on your show. You could actually uh, propose this to Near Protocol and the Creative DAO. And if it gets approved, they will give you the funds for you to run your show. So that's nice. how amazing it is. And this is all done in the comfort in your own home, through your laptop. You don't have to go to uh, yeah. Portugal, per se, to meet them, or you don't have to you know, like head out to meet anybody. It's all done online and the process is so simple. And yeah, and we get paid for, for, for doing what we love. Which nice. Is amazing. This has got the world smaller, man.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So since then, we've done 10 volumes of shows. So we've, we've been That's doing lot, it for man. over a year and we've, um, you know, we've had the privilege to pay all these musicians to be a part of it. Although I can tell it's a very new thing for them, uh, like, because it will take a while for everyone to understand it completely, yeah. whether it's the viewers or the artists themselves. But it's interesting to say the least, Like everyone found it interesting and they want to be part of it again. In fact, one of our last events that we've done, uh, we featured, uh, we actually wanted to branch out uh to Singaporean artists as well, because that's the whole point of Meta Straits, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the brand, that's the brand and IP we've created along with uh, I just want to give a shout-out to some of my partners who, who have helped me with this. Um, Sam, uh Sam Padbiri and also Natuno, DJ Natuno, who's part of our okay. council. We just created this brand called Straits. Say, like, okay, let's just promote artists from Singapore and Malaysia, let's do back-to-back shows. So that way, you know, like we can get a Singaporean audience and a Malaysian audience watching both acts from different countries. So Actually, we've been yeah. doing that. We've been doing that constantly, like every month. And the last show we had about 500 people that attended the whole uh, virtual nice. session. Yeah, crypto, it was. Voxels in <laughs> crypto voxels crypto voxels. <laughs> I kind of like, yeah. it.
0: it's always a unique thing where you have that so-called uh, people or avatars that look like a crash test dummies. I you know, coming around, moving around. I'm one of them love, sometimes when I visit yeah.
1: the whole place. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: It's kind of nice experience. I mean, it's, it's, it's still weird, but it's yeah. different, you know, and it's, it gives you the uh, ability to watch something from your own home. You don't have to go out. And uh, hands on why we wanted to feature more talents overseas. If there's like an artist from Singapore that you enjoy and you can't go there and watch them, head on to CryptoVoxels via our magistrate series. You can watch them from there and you can even interact with them. Uh, yeah, like I'll a put the link feature. over there, man. Yeah, it's yeah, a chat. It, it that is that nice because,
0: yeah, because the thing is, this, it's nice that we, you were, or you, especially you, was making the effort to create that foundation on a world that Thank might you, be man. the future of music. You never know, because this is the beginning level of everything. Instead of just waiting for it to kick off and then blow up big and then only you want to put your foot in and learn the whole thing, it's best to be at the starting stage itself because I'm, I'm predicting that this is the future. You talk people like Snoop Dogg is talking about NFTs and all the other artists are talking about NFTs these days. And uh, even Twitter has just started talking about that, getting to that, I mean, digital currency trading and, you know, a lot of things are happening. So it's nice to be at the starting point of everything, man.
1: Exactly, Ned. you 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 said all the right things there because it's good to get ahead of things. Because one thing I've learned from my experience of running Keep It Local is you've got to know what's out there and what's happening. And you've got to be early on it. Because yeah. if everyone starts doing it, it's going to be like, you know, saturated, it's not going to make sense anymore. So it's good to, you know, be ahead of things, know what, or what the future is for the industry. And I definitely see the future going this way. So hence on why we are dabbling with music and tech per se, which is so important. I believe like, you know, music and tech is the future, whether it's the metaverse, yeah. Whether it's NFTs, whether it's going to be, you know, uh, through a blockchain currency, it's going to be very vital for the scene. Speaking of NFTs, Nef, um, I just wanted to share this on like uh, another plus point from what we're doing at MatterStraight. So every artist that we feature for the show will actually have a chance to produce their own NFT and sell it to their fans. So we always okay. give them an option. Yeah. Do you want to sell it uh, via this platform called Minbase, which is also uh, in the yeah. near protocol ecosystem? Or do you want to give it out for free? So if you were to attend a concert by Blister, per se, we will give you a, a, free, a free gift, whether it's going to be uh, a free NFT or a free NIR token uh, to show our yeah. appreciation to you for coming for our event. Because that way we, we get to like, uh, spread knowledge on what we're doing and yeah. more knowledge on NFTs as well for those who are not too familiar with it. Uh, the reason why I feel like NFTs are so important and one thing that people don't see Uh, Yes, it may not work for everybody just to be transparent. But for example, I just want to give an example like a a band like Kings of Leon. I actually read an article somewhere where they decided to release their album solely based on the NFT space. That means no Spotify, no YouTube, nothing like that. So if you want to get your album, you get it via NFT. And I'm not sure how much they were like uh, selling it for. So don't uh, quote me on this. I believe it was around one Ethereum, which is easily thousands, you know, for us. Okay. And by buying their NFT, you get number one, uh, all access pass to their concerts in any parts of the world. That's amazing. You okay. know, you don't you don't normally get that in an album, yeah. right? And wow. second thing is you get content that uh, nobody has access to. And three, you get their music, and it sold out, and it did so well, and they made more money than they actually did from a single CD sale. Wow. <laughs> so that 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 really got to me. And nice. like, okay, you know what? More artists need to get on this. They just need to understand the concept of NFTs, how to sell those experiences. But so it's not just about painting something or creating a digital art and putting it out there. There's yeah. you can actually attach a lot of things to the NFT, which could be an experience. So if someone like you Nav, if you were to sell your NFT, and if you want to like have an exclusive content with, you know, certain like individuals. Um, maybe maybe even a Grammy Award-winning artist, and if you want to put it as an NFT for them to actually watch that content, things like that actually work This days. There's just so much you can do in the platform.
0: Actually, it is a brilliant thing because uh, okay, I'm just going to be very honest here. A lot of them uh, that I've spoke to, I have the same the very same question about why aren't the bands getting onto a crypto world or the blockchain world and all the the answers I get is usually no, it's still new, I don't understand that. No, it's not feasible. And uh, I would rather say that uh, these, pe- these, these people with such a mindset should start focusing on the positive, the plus point of yes. getting onto the blockchain. You have absolutely nothing to lose if you come to think of it. Okay. Uh, being an artist in Malaysia, especially, you want to get shows, it's a nightmare. Once you do your shows, getting payment is a nightmare. Um, then you're selling your music. It's not as uh, much as you can, you can think you can get. You can put it on Spotify. You can put it on YouTube. Unless you make millions and millions of views and listen just to get a few thousand ringgit, it's not worth it. So and it's always limited to a group of people. It's always the fan base. I share on Instagram. Everybody in the Instagram will check out my music. So it just it's limited to that part of the world. Unless you get on board the blockchain, the it is it has an endless possibility. You never know which part of the world, who else is gonna to listen to it and the value of it. And when you just mentioned earlier, one Ethereum is a couple of thousands for us. Yeah. I better check my account. I think I have one or two, which I opened sometime back. I just got to check. Wow. Yeah, you, better go to, I, you better go and check
1: that. Uh, now <laughs> now I, I'm just cracking
0: my head. I can't remember my password. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> which yeah, side yeah. did I open the whole you thing? You probably got some millions in there that you don't know about. So. <laughs>
0: I do. I thought I saw, and now I can't remember which side and which, what's my password. I just like, oh man, uh, I just got to check it out. But I mean, that's where I'm trying to get at. It. It's like, getting involved in this world, uh, looking looking at it as a second option instead of just focusing on the uh, conventional method. I hope a lot of people start doing it, man. It's nice because exactly. I follow you on your Telegram page. You have a lot of uh, metaverse shows going on. And I just, once in a while, I take a peek in and I, it's kind of fun looking at people, how they react, which means people are <laughs> watching your show. So, which yeah. is nice, which is nice. And you have a whole lot of people down there. It's like, like you said, it's when you look back, you take a look back, the amount of rooms you have in the so-called crypto vo- voxel world, it's, it's huge. The platform is huge. So for those listening in, you just might want to check it out one of these days. Just drop in and just see for yourself how it works and uh, throw your music in, man. That's, that's what it goes. I mean, uh, hopefully. But so far, how's the support been for you getting people on come, to come on board this this digital platform?
1: The support has been great. Like, um, You know, it's like how you angle it to them. It's so important. Like, I if I'm gonna get a musician on board, or if I'm gonna get someone to watch the show, um, like I would just sit down with them and explain. Okay, look, this is what I'm doing. This is how it works. And if you want an interesting experience, just come and watch. If you don't get it, fine. You know, because there's some things you can't control. But if you get it, great. You know, come be a part of it. Uh, It's another thing I want to add, like um, through Near Protocol and British Dao. There's another a uh, group of people I would like to give a shout out to. Uh, they're called NXM, NXM Live. It's uh, NearX X mm-hmm. Music. So they are a okay. community of musicians from all around the world. And I'm part of their telegram, telegram group as well. So every artist that uh, we've promoted or we've showcased, we get them to join this group. So that way they get to promote their music to people all over the world. And these people actually attend the show as well. When, like, when we have live shows, some people actually wake up as early as 7 a.m. Uh, based on uh, EST timing. Uh, okay. To actually watch uh Malaysian X going live and I've seen them attend. ten, I was like, Wow, this is crazy, like if you ever need an avenue to promote your song globally, this is it like how like what you've you've mentioned as well, yeah, um so the support is great enough, like you know not only from the local audience, uh not only from the artists but also from people abroad, and our aim, our vision is to make it as big as possible because metastraits. Uh, I believe can be a great brand and it can definitely be uh, a platform for a lot of artists to get their music abroad, uh, to get to the next level, especially with the whole blockchain space. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm very excited. There's so much, uh, so much we've been working on and there's an exclusive for you and Amber. I've not, I've not spoken about this to anybody else, but we yes. are actually in the midst of um, launching a touring circuit uh with uh Malaysia and Singapore to actually do physical shows so we're not just going to do wow. virtually anymore and we just started yes. doing a physical uh, we just did our first physical show uh last was it last month or two months ago with Blister um so what we did was uh they were going to be performing in the metaverse for the very first time and we got a, this great crew from uh Chrome Studio who actually recorded uh this content for for Blister and we just figured like you know what let's try doing a Semi physical event. So I told the boys just make an announcement stating that we're inviting 50 people to join us for this uh, broadcast and okay. we're going to have a party. Like, you know, oh, free flow. That was
0: the one. Yeah, yeah, I saw it.
1: Free flow. You can meet the band, hang out with us. I just wanted to experiment and see how it goes. And it went great. People came. Yes. It was a pack, uh, like, like a full house show. And for the entire broadcast, it looked so good. And that's when it hit me, I said, you know what, we need we need to do both. We can't just do virtual anymore. Let's bring these artists to the metaverse and do a live show. So we are in talks to be doing um shows in Singapore as well for 2023. And nice. eventually we hope to take this MetaStraits brand to Indonesia, um, Philippines, Japan. Um, and even China, you know, the... I know you will. I definitely yeah. know you will. <laughs> Thank you, brother. You know, I it's... Know you will. Uh, yeah, we're just taking the simple steps for now. it's baby steps along the way, but uh, we'll do what we can to get there. That's for sure.
0: It's it's amazing what, what you guys are doing, because at one point in time, everybody was so reliant on uh, TV stations or production houses where you only can go to certain TV stations and do it broadcast to a certain amount of audience but right now you have just privatized the entire thing uh, to come up with your own studio with a wider audience, worldwide audience, it's just amazing, man. For all the bands who know me, uh, who's listening to this particular one, get on board, get on board before it's too (laughs) late, before the queue gets longer. So come on, jump on board, give it a shot. You never know, man. Because a lot of artists that i have also had a chat previously, they are making it big on, uh, uh, how do I put it, for the international level. Uh, they mm. they have they managed to find the way the path the connection winning awards from uh, different radio stations around the world whether it's metal whether it's pop doing collaboration they are breaking from the conventional methods of a Malaysian music scene they're thinking out of the box or shall I say out of the web altogether yeah. so <laughs> and it's moving and this this whole metaverse or rather meta universe what what's, what's it
1: called again. Uh, it's a meta, metaverse, meta, metaverse, 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 all right. So <laughs> but meta universe actually, is a cool name though. I, we can, we can look into uh, getting an it, IP for that. It, <laughs> chop
0: it, chop it, chop <laughs> it, man. Brain market. Yeah, I mean, yeah, get, get into the world, man. Get into the world. So it's, it's amazing. I, I admire, I've always been a fan of your work from the very start. Thank how you, you've been brother. supporting all the artists. And Thank now you. it's, it's being, it's evolving. That's the best part is evolving, keeping up with the times slowly, but surely it's going to be huge, man. It's going to be very, very huge. Congratulations on that
1: part, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And (laughs) once again, congrats to you too, man. Like, uh, you know, you have been supporting us since day one from Rhythm Nation days to... And you've always kept an eye on what every artist has been doing. And as I mentioned, something like that with NAF is a great podcast. It's not because... Like, you know, we had a discussion of like, you know, yeah. you started
0: this hey, and all. Okay, you, okay, I got to share this thing with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy is one of the reasons why this whole podcast started. Okay, this guy, <laughs> I remember sitting down in his house, I think it was Christmas party. We had the oh, discussion yeah. about this yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's how this whole wow. thing initiated. So he is one of the brainchilds, uh, brainchild of the year, uh, this whole podcast. Okay, he and Brian yeah. and all, the whole team. But
1: let me just say that, everything that like, you've done is it's all you man because i believe execution matters like everyone can give you ideas and suggestions but you took this and you know you really went with it and and thank looking you. where the show is now i you know i'm happy to have suggested it but it would have not been possible if you wouldn't have worked hard in being where you are today so kudos to you brother
0: thank you cheers to the christmas party you threw, man it wasn't for that. under would. this. <laughs> I think we need
1: more we need more Christmas parties like that. Yeah, yeah. more Christmas parties. Man. <laughs> <with it. laughs> Actually, so few drinks, a few drinks, a few chats
0: and then said, voila. And speaking of uh, bands and all, music, hey, what, what's up with the Rhythm Nation? I know uh, the timing okay. was such you know, <laughs> that you had it launched and then the whole pandemic had it ruined. it. And, uh, but of course, yeah. you, your music is still there. Your album is still there. So what's the plan for yeah. the band?
1: Yeah, um, honestly, enough, um like you have been one person who. Whenever I meet you, right, whether it's while we're having coffee or beers or even like a podcast session like this, you always mention Rhythm Nation because I know you were one of our day ones. I, I still won't forget the first interview that we did in uh, It was almost April 10 years Radio. ago, right? Yeah, yeah. That oh, was crazy, man. Don't, don't remind me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> we became that bad, you know. So I was looking at the pictures. It was like, whoa, we were ago. young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with Rhythm Nation, to be honest, that's always my foundation. Um, I love the boys, uh, to that. We, 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 I'm fortunate enough to still have a great relationship with all those, all those guys. And we've been talking like, you no, know, from time to time, you know, when is the right time, oh, let's do this, let's do this. So we're definitely coming back. That's for sure. But when with the timeline, um, we're not too sure yet, but it will definitely happen. That's for sure. Cause, uh, when we did our album uh, launch back in 2019. You know, we had such a great launch. And I believe you were there as well. Man. Yeah. You're always there. Yeah, you're always there. Yeah. I was reading um, the intro for you guys, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah thank you. you, you you're you, always our intro guy. When I see you I'm like, okay. Uh, nah, no problem. It but, <laughs> just, uh, that's how
0: I feel like part, part of the band. La. Since I can't play music, I can't sing. So always,
1: man. Rhythmation blood. is not just seven of us. You know, I, I always say that. It's, so many yeah. people that you know have, have been there with us along the way. You're one of them. Um, but when we had that launch, it was such a hype, but the only thing that brought us down was the pandemic, uh, yeah. when everything closed yeah. by then, and we didn't know how else to push, um, you know, push the album and, uh, to get out there because we are a live band and we need yeah. to do things in a live manner with, you know, everything being open now. And, uh, the music scene getting back on track and so many great festivals and showcases out there. I have spoken to the boys and I feel like perhaps this this may be the right time for us to slowly come out. And um, yeah, we, we all definitely need to get fit again. That's for sure. <laughs> I uh, yes, I met uh, Vishnu couple day day a couple of months back.
0: I met Vishnu a couple of months. I can see that. He is, uh, and he's a father now, you know.
1: Yeah, so he's expanded. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's become a father. And then two of us uh, got married. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's crazy, but we will definitely be back. Man, and you, the, you'll be the first person to know I will call you and love I'll say, s- you know, <laughs> I would love thing.
0: to see you guys doing that so-called, I mean, the show, the, the Meta Straits, Metaverse, Meta Universe, get on board that one of your tour. Hopefully Rhythm Nation is one see, of the bands.
1: Yes. If we do do that, it has to be associated with a live show. And uh, nice. that would make sense for us. So when the time is right, you'll definitely see
0: a animation performance very soon. I look forward for that, man. I look forward for that, man. So, All the best, you, all the best in all your uh, ventures and future ventures, shows and much, much more. But is there a place where uh, we could specifically check out, uh, let's say a web page perhaps or a social media page about the details on what exactly you're doing? Is, it, or, is or is it specifically for the telegram, uh, telegram group? Or I don't know. How do you work? How does
1: that work? Yeah. As of now, we are on telegram and social media. Those are our platforms, but our website is on the works. I know a lot okay. of people have been telling me, Keep It Local has been around for a long time. Where's the website, man? But <laughs> for me, like, you know, when it happens, I, I just really want it to be perfect. So I have got that okay. problem, uh, but it will be out soon. And, you know, people could like, uh, look up our initiatives there or reach out to us there. We uh, mm-hmm. call Keep It Local But for the meantime, if you want to reach out to me or want to see what we're doing, please go to our Instagram page, at fplocal.asia. We're on TikTok okay. as well, at GLTV. And uh, yeah, Telegram. Like, you know, if you want to be a part of the group, part of the community, feel free to like, you know, DM me and I'll be happy to add you in the group, especially if you want to, cool, yeah, if you want to like uh, be a part of our future events.
2: Yeah,
0: because if you have not been in the group, uh, let me give you a sneak peek. I I discovered a lot of great bands through the group and it's, it's a nice networking spot. If you just do it right, instead of just posting things there, Uh, get connected with all the bands and whoever, you know, you never know, you might want to collaborate with one of the artists down there. It is great. Jude, thank you so much. It's been always, it's always been a pleasure chatting with you and I hope we don't have to wait for two years for our next conversation. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hopefully, hopefully, but like, you know, let's not not look the years, maybe it should be in in a month or so, Mm -hmm. but I'll definitely be catching up with you soon and we're definitely going to be doing stuff together and thank you, Neff, for uh, bringing me to your platform once again. It's always fun. Thank you for being here, man. It's a pleasure, brother. You know, it's always fun with you, uh, like, you know, with our chats. So, looking forward to seeing more stuff from something like that with And all the best to you too, brother. Same.
0: Same. To keep it local, Asia, man. All right. You take care, man.
2: Thank you, brother. Take care, brother. Take care. Take care.